I did it. Thanks for tuning in today. No, nope, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> we, but what? Why? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I had an idea. It didn't pan out. Not the big surprise. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so. How's things? Did, things are good. Um, it's been a it's been an interesting week. Mm-hmm. I'm I went to the doctor and they told me I'm slowly turning into a mushroom. So, well, this this podcast better is than turning of, into several other things, I suppose. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Patch me into the mycelial network. Right. That sounds As like a drill know. tweet. <laughs> Boy, my life is a living drills tweet. <laughs> Sometimes I look at drill and I think maybe he's the only sane one. <laughs> what if we're the weird ones? Yeah. What if? <clears throat> I don't know. How was your how was your thing? It was good. <laughs> the thing uh, was good. Uh yeah, I'm uh gonna assume that you're talking about my trip to Austin, Texas, but I mean, a lot of the things lately have been good. Some have not been good. Well, you know, that, that's how life happen. is. Yeah. It do be like that sometimes. It do, uh, oh, it do. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I went to Austin, Texas. It was gorgeous. Much better than up here in Michigan. Um, Whoa. But a problem that they have there is these scooters. And I'm sure you've heard about them because everyone's heard about them. But they have yeah. the scooters there that you can... um you know, rent by the minute or whatever with your phone. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing I noticed is just how many brands there are. And like, they all have separate apps. So if you're a frequent scooter user, you got to have like eight apps installed on your phone just for scooters. Ugh. It's like, so they're just like scooters. Do they just like leave them out? Are they in like a pile oh, somewhere? Absolutely. Some of them are literally like just dropped um, on the like curb cut for disability access on a sidewalk well that's great yeah like as we were walking around i was like well that's gonna trip up someone in a wheelchair if they come along because that's right in you know where they need to get down to cross the street that's like really you know what though good on them because they're like so they're capitalist af and they're like right it's extremely uncaring right like yeah you can't obviously you won't make us any money wheelchair person yeah so get out of here right you just you just step off the scooter maybe you put the kickstand down if you have time and then you just leave yeah. um wow. they suggest they want you to put them n- like near bike racks uh-huh which a, a lot of them i saw near bike racks but we did also see one area where it literally looked like i don't know it looked like someone from the city had come along and they had just grabbed all the scooters in the vicinity and literally thrown them into a giant pile <laughs> like it was just a pile of scooters <laughs> all different ones ridiculous. mixed up and all you're different like, oh, kinds which, yeah which app do just... i have for the scooter on top <laughs> right exactly or it's like oh i have the lift app i gotta dig through the pile to get the lift scooters <laughs> <laughs> that's nuts <laughs> and then they have not just the scooters but they have e-bikes that you can rent in the same e- way as e-bikes. well e-bikes e-bikes but what happens is um 
you're not supposed to ride on the sidewalk. So, of course, everyone rides on the sidewalk. And I can't blame them because I wouldn't want to ride a scooter in the street. Like, are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. But, um, you know, then you're walking down the sidewalk and um, let's say you're coming up to like the corner, mm-hmm. a street corner, and it's a tall building. So you can't see around the corner. Yeah. And there's someone on a scooter going 15 and they just, as you walk past the edge of the building suddenly they have to slam on the brakes and uh that definitely happened that there was a girl on a scooter and she was like whoa and i'm like i just kind of jumped out of the way she didn't hit me but i was like probably should not be going 15 down the sidewalk when you're approaching an intersection that's a good that's a good way to break both your arms yeah right (laughs) it's just yeah so you know everyone is reckless on them and um I don't know. The people that I saw using them were generally younger, either my age or even younger than that. And they mm-hmm. just had a, a pretty much a disregard for um, the well-being or interest of anyone besides them. So they would just, you know, they'd like bob and weave <laughs> around pedestrians as they try to <laughs> as they try to just speed down as fast as possible. So, man, that just sounds like. I oh, I hate that I'm slowly becoming one of these people that's like those city folk with their ways. But I just I can't. <laughs> that sounds like so. I'm pretty sure a lot of people agree that a lot of people agree that the scooters are bad. I mean, they're good from certain perspectives. And the scooter companies like to talk about how they're like sustainable micro mobility and all that. And it's like, yeah, they don't, you know, they use electricity. They're not fossil fuel powered and they get cars off the road. But also, like, they are kind of a menace and they are unsafe as well. Yeah, you know, there's two sides. Yeah. So, (laughs) yeah. Well, anyway, I I didn't I kind of wanted to ride one, but I didn't because I didn't want to contribute to the problem. Oh, so you didn't even partake. No, I didn't. Mm. well my mom was with me and she was not confident in her ability to ride the scooter you know safely in a way that would not cause herself injury also she would have had to install an app and i just didn't want to bother with that either yeah you don't want to you don't want to get involved at that point it's just it's a yeah the barrier to entry is a little too high for sure um something 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 you had put down that you were think you were really thinking about um, deeply. <laughs> maybe this is because you were you weren't riding your scooter, so you had time to really. I think did. About this. Yes, I, I I didn't have to monitor my environment quite so closely <laughs> while I was walking around. But <laughs> so like I, I saw, I, think like, expansively. <laughs> the cool thing to do on podcasts is to talk about like your show notes, like your private little document that you use to put your show together, because mm-hmm. it's real like professional and people right. people like can tell that oh they're really like putting work into this and i appreciate yeah we write a 50 page manuscript for every episode um and you can't see it and we do we one thing people don't realize these are scripted episodes we have a script in front of us no this is not improvisational in in, in the least it's like i mean it even says here interior podcast studio i don't know why we needed to put that because it's an audio medium but we did so it's important that's how much work we do you're welcome yeah Go to patreon.com. <laughs> Look up goodstuff.fm. Because we I mean, this this isn't free. Okay. This we costs spent so upwards much time of uh 45 minutes figuring out what we're gonna talk about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is this, that's so true. 
So Coldplay. It's been. <laughs> That's not Coldplay. I don't have any Coldplay on my soundboard, which is probably for the best. But yeah, I was. Um, I, I was actually in Austin that we were in. I don't know a store, or restaurant, or whatever, and you know mm. they were just playing music, and it was a Coldplay song, and I couldn't remember the name of the song. Um, so I looked it up, and then I was like, "Oh yeah, this is you know one of one of the Coldplay was songs." Was it yellow? I like, it... No, it was Talk. Well, it was it was yellow because it was all yellow. Like all that's the rule. Every Coldplay song is just yellow. It was oh, all yellow. Yeah. I see. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Um. But anyway, you know, I have like a uh, it's not. A, I should make it an actual playlist. I don't know why I haven't, but I have a list of Coldplay songs in my head that I like, and that one had not yet been added to it. So it's on there now. But then I was thinking about um, it's kind of um, a popular thing to make fun of Coldplay. Yeah. Um, and to say that it's like the old white guy band or whatever. Like it's, mm-hmm. you know, a band for white people. Um, like very basic. Yeah. And I think that that um, isn't accurate in the context of. I don't know. I guess maybe Coldplay has developed to that point, but like originally, which is to say for some of Coldplay's earlier albums, their earliest albums and those songs, like they were pretty good for the time. And a lot of their songs are uh, both good musically and very meaningful in terms of the lyrics and things like that. So songs like Yellow, which you mentioned, (laughs) yeah, um, Fix You and The Scientist, which are both kind of melancholy songs. Mm-hmm. And then talk as well is another one. Those are some of the songs that I have. Basically, everything um, from their first album up to like X and Y, and maybe Viva La Vida as well. Um, I would tend to agree that recent Coldplay, I'm not as much of a fan of because they seem to have evolved a little bit, I guess, as bands do. But I think they've they've explored the space in the totality. And like, unless they like move to another, I, th- I think they've gone or form. You yeah. Know what I, mean? I think they've gone from sort of an alternative rock style to just more pop overall. If I was just really sense. glad that you brought this up because I've always liked them too. And I felt the same way. Like I, I, <laughs> I've always Vita liked cold is kind of where I, they lost me a little bit. Yeah. But like, there are some good songs on that album though. I mean, Viva La Vida itself is a great song musically and the lyrics I thought were kind of interesting too. I get that some people think it's kind of silly, but then I don't know. There's plenty of other songs on Viva La Vida that are really good. I got to look them up. Mm. Life in Technicolor, I know is one. Um, I think that one's just instrumental. So, Hmm. which maybe that's not so much a, compliment for Coldplay as their producers but still the thing the thing is is it's i it's one of those things that i've never understood the the hatred like it, it there's this there's these things that happen and they're like they're memes but they're 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 opinions as memes so it's like right it's like a memetic viral opinion and, and like yeah. all of a sudden everybody just adopted it one day all of a sudden we all got up one day yeah, and we all decided. got on the internet <laughs> and we started posting about how dumb Coldplay is mm-hmm. and i don't know i must have slept through that because i don't i didn't realize like when it happened i was like wait why we don't like Coldplay anymore what yeah right <laughs> You've always I hated mean, Coldplay. <laughs> my my dad 
has been listening to Coldplay since their first album came out. That's how yeah. I was introduced to it because that I was a little kid and he had the albums. So. Oh, that makes me feel old. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, what is their first album? It was not that long ago, uh, was it? '96, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was in high school. Uh, their first album came. Oh, I'm sorry. Their first album came out in um the year 2000. Well, that's what I thought because I remember yeah. being being at the Glass House and getting a demo CD. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but you were a kid then. Hmm. I was, yeah. But that album, <clears throat> which is entitled Parachutes, has uh Yellow and Trouble on it, which are both great so songs. Good. So um, good. Then after that you had a rush of blood to the head, which might be my favorite album of theirs. Now this is the album that the the, the um Goop Lady w- was this is when the Goop Lady entered the picture, right? Is that mm, is, is that, that so? Is that? I think I don't, don't want to. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I I don't want to say too much, but the hmm. Hmm. Uh, could be. It's hard to spell, know. How do you spell Gwyneth? Gwyneth. Right, but that had "In My Place," which is a great song with some great bass uh, instrumentation. God put a smile upon your face. The scientist and clocks, and everyone knows clocks because it's just a great instrumental track that everyone uses for everything. Um, those are the clocks. good songs, I would say. You know say. what? I always mix up the titles and the songs of Clocks and Maps. Oh, really? Hmm. No, no. What's, what does that say about me? I don't know. There's something there. Hmm. I don't know. They married uh, in October 5th of 2003. Okay, yeah. So Rush of Blood to the Head would have been... Yeah, because it came out... Well, no, it came out 2002. So maybe you're thinking X and Y. Because hmm. that's the one that came out next. Simon Pegg was his his... Is the kids' godfathers? I'm learning a lot here. Wow, hmm. fantastic! Anyhow, and X and Y, um, which was uh, separated into two track lists: X and Y, because you know why not? But that had yeah. "Fix You," "Talk," and "Speed of Sound." Ooh, uh, that "Speed among, of Sound" ones. That's good. That's good. That's a, among other things. That's a bop. Right? Yeah, yeah. And then after that, you had "Viva La Vida." Um, which was good. And then you had, yeah. Then you start having you have Milo Ziloto um, oh, stories. <laughs> What'd you call me? <laughs> My, Milo Ziloto. <laughs> that was the one that had. Um, I feel like even the album art from that, you can see that they've kind of gone off the rails a little bit. But um, it just all looks like it's machine learning generated. Like uh, what? No, what are those things called? Neural network. Right. <laughs> Milo yeah. Yiannopoulos cell. What what is it called? <laughs> How do I type Milo, this? Milo M Y L O X Y L O T O. I typed it perfectly. Okay. <laughs> Good work. How did I do that? The first I don't time? know. Yeah. I was really worried. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is where it just got crazy. Yeah. And then the, you have ghost stories. And then this is where they start doing the. You know, this is where you know they start putting like a bunch of like neon paint on the drums. Right. That's how you know well, indeed, gone off the rails. If you look at how Wikipedia has decided to categorize it for genre of Viva La Vida, it says alternative rock, art rock, indie pop. For Milo Ziloto, you get pop, pop rock, and electronica and R and B. So Yeah, once you start getting that electronica in there, I don't I'm not sure about that. Yeah. I'm not too sure. And then you have Ghost Stories and then A Head Full of Dreams, which is their latest album, which is uh 2015 so it's been a while although they tend to go a while between albums 
Well, well, and uh, I don't want to turn this into a um Coldplay fan podcast, but I just really think that this is an important thing to bring up. If you don't, if you're listening to this podcast and you like Coldplay, I think it's incumbent upon you. You to, are seen to go. Yeah, we we first of all, we're here to validate you. Second of all, you need to go out and publicly proclaim your support for Coldplay because there's somebody else out there who feels the same way, but they feel like they they can't say anything because they'll just be deplatformed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So just, yeah. I don't know. Coldplay's good now. Yes, I agree. <laughs> That's how it be. <laughs> that is do be how it is. Becomes. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. No, I'm the one who does that. Oh, okay. What? Wait, are you not hearing my soundboard? Uh, I guess not. Have you been playing sounds? <laughs> what? I've been playing sounds this whole time. No. <laughs> How have you not heard my soundboard? I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> we paused the cop podcast for one moment while Aaron fixes his setup. <laughs> I was wondering why you didn't respond. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-mm. Okay, so then let's just go to the main topic. Um, all right. Let's get on the beefy boy. The beefy boy? This is going to be the this is going to be a beefy boy. Aaron, what's on the menu for today? <laughs> this is like the prime rib of discussions. Mm. I don't know. I, I we have so many <laughs> we have so much to talk about here and yes I, we had a lot of separate things in the doc and then you had a sort of grand unified theory for how had, they're all I actually a, <laughs> I had a eureka moment. You did. <laughs> and you couldn't see but I was literally like pacing back and forth <laughs> with it, with a pipe here. in your mouth and stroking <laughs> your beard. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> It it just all came together. Good, good. Hopefully, yes. hopefully it does, and we don't spend it, too much. It makes too sense. The prophecy is true. I'm just like holding you to make sure that. Oh, ah, ah! My chair did the thing I was telling you about. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was slowly wheeling away the desk, and I started to fall over. Okay. <laughs> So, <laughs> I just I'm so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, there was a, a an article published in the New York Magazine recently called "They Do what, That" from time yes, to time by Luke O'Neill called "What mm-hmm. I've Learned from Collecting Stories of People Whose Loved Ones Were Transformed by Fox News." Mm-hmm. That's a long title, but basically, he just shares. He he solicited people on twitter to to share or maybe it was on some other place but to like hey share stories with me about what you've experienced about like losing your parents or loved ones to fox news like how is fox news like uh changed your relationship you know has it like soured them against you or caused fights or and all the article is is just like a list of 
anecdotes uh, or... anecdotes <laughs> yeah. from people basically that you know their their parents becoming like more and more uh bitter they... and angry and hostile right uh, is it fair to say that the story here is not any particular anecdotes but like the the totality of the anecdotes kind yeah, of yeah and, and and it's just like setting a theme of like um which is this is a common experience yeah that 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 a lot of people are having this experience it's very very widespread i mean this is interesting because there's even one of the saddest ones in here is about uh, a person's i think it's their uh grandfather or so a reader who wrote about his Puerto Rican uncle, that's what it is, mm. becoming a Fox News junkie and turning on his own people, as he put it, in the aftermath of Hurricane Maria. Quote, he was literally sitting in the dark and still defending Trump. That is. <laughs> so like he was in Hurricane Maria and watching yeah. Fox News and being like, I can't believe it. I mean, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so just some pretty crazy, crazy experiences. And, and I'll uh, tell you what, they really have figured something out over there they 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 have they have basically created like the news media version of like the big mac right there's just something about it yeah nicotine maybe tobacco like (laughs) they really have got people you know people are very sold on what they have to say it's just they figured out some kind of yeah it just it just gets people and then he talks about a little bit how it's like a racket that it's 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 almost a honeypot for victims of of graft so like right now they've created this audience of people that they that they've made paranoid and and upset and 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 spinning out of control and obsessive and they're like now let's sell you powders now let's right. sell the you the only thing worse than the content of fox news is the commercials on fox news yeah well and one of the things he talks about is like you you might start out signing up for a fox email list uh or one from the president and then you quickly find your email being sold far and wide to increasingly less reputable charlatans and nice and that's how you get ended up getting emails from Infowars or something yeah yeah, or (laughs) or this, this one guy uh said his dad was diagnosed with prostate cancer and he started getting uh, emails from something that Mike Huckabee was selling called, um, oh, oh, what was it called? It was like, basically like, oh, it's called beyond chemo. Oh, so here's, here's like a cancer right, sure. alternative <laughs> that I'll sell to you because yeah. you're desperate and you're dying. You well, know, as we just, know, cancer doctors are part of the liberal elite and are not to be trusted. They are the deep state. And it, and actually, they, honestly, they are the deep if state. you, if you want to stay, the number one thing I tell people is if you want to stay away from the deep state and, and not let them infiltrate your life is you need to not go to the doctor. Right. <laughs> you need to actually shoot yourself into the sun. Yeah. Oh, it's important that you That's get so a rocket. Uh, you can purchase <laughs> our rocket components. You're going to have yeah. to build it yourself. And I actually sell. <laughs> Yeah, a rock. I have here. some hydrazine right here for you. <laughs> I have. Tomorrow. I have some Milo Xyloto. Oh, that hmm. I can say. <laughs> Side effects of Milo Xyloto may include. <laughs> but anyhow, the 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 questions I had like coming away from the the article was, <clears throat> you know, he kind of offers, and the end 
an idea that what 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 happened one of the main causes like what caused this how did fox news get its its hands so far into so many people's lives this way mm-hmm. and you know he bring, he proposes that you know it happened in 2008 because latent you know bias and and racism against right. like what, know, first what happened in 2008 hmm, such a I... big switch that turned on otherwise seemingly like normal people's heads that yeah. that they latched onto that and took advantage of that um but i wonder if there's other factors mm. that go around it like because i mean at the same time like i'm not to discount racism because this is totally a thing like right <laughs> so I'm but i'm curious what else not that because this this yeah well i was thinking does. you know the financial crisis was going on at the time right so yeah and, and um uh, this article says you know any salesperson or con artist will tell you you can't incept a thought in a mark's mind out of nowhere you have to find a hook that's already there fear or desire and yep. exploit it so fear in this case could be fear of certain kinds of people which, yeah. which is to say racism or it could be fear of becoming destitute or losing your job or something like that so yeah, yeah. and when you're when you're when you feel helpless you're looking for someone to blame you're looking for some action right. plan. you're looking for something to do about it or to feel yeah, about if, it or to help you feel better if you're fearful of you know the economy ruining your life and then you know fox news comes along and says oh here's the explanation it's all these you know uh, what elitists or whatever who have you know or the government has regulated stuff, you know, and that's why the economy's bad. And I guess that works with anything, but I think like financial instability is is like it it really does cause people to to move into like a a next order level of um panic, you know, because once, Wait, once Aaron, your livelihood on. are you collapses, telling me that it's all about money? <laughs> it's all about the Benjamins, not to mm. be anti-Semitic, but it's all about the Benjamins. <laughs> that was, I'm still mad about that. I will not let that go. And for the rest of my life, I'll be bringing up. Remember when that happened? And people were like, what? Yeah, that happened. Yeah. And it was dumb. Mm. I'm going to be like, like anytime those, uh, those, those, uh, <laughs> what's, what's, what's the intercept people bring up the Iraq? Everything's about the Iraq war. And they see oh, everything right. through that lens. Yeah. And I see everything through the lens of the Ilhan Omar, all about the Benjamins controversy. <laughs> <laughs> my my founding lens um, well I, I think you have a point that money is really what drives a lot of well yeah but there's this was also like the i mean think about what happened in that decade like 9-11 was a huge disruptor of the idea that america was like somehow protected from you know, right these terrible things that were happening in the world or there was we were so preeminent that no one would even dare to think of harming us and there's just like huge corruption like started to become like you know people started to you know there all this scrutiny about the bush presidency because of like things like the iraq war and stuff like that you started to see like, right grifters taking advantage of fear again in the yeah. same vein and so i think that kind of created like this toxic environment that that the cons you know gladly took advantage of it definitely really elevated distrust of institutions to a level yeah. that it really hadn't reached and it's Even, only i think at watergate <laughs> um so. so that so that was the first thing that we wanted to share and then i realized something else i'd wanted to talk about that i'd noticed ties in with this so mm-hmm. so because what fox news does is it gives you permission 
to view the rest of the or a certain at least a certain segment of humanity like leftist liberals whatever group right. minorities welfare queens well, you know whatever as with immigrants contempt. yeah right and, it's and all about was, having contempt <clears throat> and i was thinking about today like the the whole like <laughs> millennials am i right thing you know uh, uh, yeah so much you of- eat your tie pod <laughs> right well, and I've been talking about this at lunch with my friends, um, stuff about, you know, there were so many articles about how millennials um, don't, millennials don't like homes, you know, like we don't like having homes, which is the conclusion of millennials aren't buying homes, therefore they must not like them, which yeah, is a really I, lazy analysis. It's like, or we just can't afford them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, like, that's not the the, the thing that people j- jump to. It's like, yeah. and, and I, well, I know why, because they want, to oh well they have a say yeah, we're i bad. mean yeah <laughs> like they're looking for an excuse you know to arrive to that conclusion right they're looking for an outlet for their contempt they've already decided on contempt but the the way in which it express is expressed is what they're searching for but how this relates to that fox news thing is you know it's the same kind of thing that you want to have a group you want to create an out group you want to express your contempt for them and and use that like as like a tribal solidarity thing or something. I don't know what I don't know what goes into it because like I don't have this thing that some people have like it's like a, a you know like if there's like 300 different like genes that make up like this is like a, a, a or like a 300 different pieces that you can put together like lego blocks that you can use to construct a human and mm-hmm. not every human has all of them right like right. in this model i'm i'm discussing one that i'm missing is the like um feeling like i need to like compete with or dominate or like mm. uh right be better than anybody else like i just don't have feeling like you're in the race yeah i don't i'm like i just don't feel like I have anything life to prove a, to anybody. Life is a competition and you have to win it. Yeah, I, I just don't care. Like, if someone else wins, I'm happy for them. Like, yeah. I'm not, I don't know. I don't really care. Right. I think that's partially genetic and also partially a uh, product of upbringing, too. Well, I mean, it's but maybe it ultimately, degree. I don't know how it I don't. I didn't mean to say that it's, like, literally genetic. I was just trying to think of a way to, like. Well, right. I, I think you, you could argue that it's a product of um, natural selection, which is to say. <laughs> everyone who's here is yeah, I mean, it's just you know, descendants everybody. of people who probably thought that way because it probably gave them an evolutionary advantage to think that way. Yeah, maybe. I mean, all, uh, all I know is is, is I, I don't have that and I've observed it in other people and I've tried to understand it, but I, I always will recognize that I can't quite because it just isn't in my DNA. It's just like not yeah. part of me. But, it's interesting because I... I do feel that way, but only about certain things and I don't enjoy it, but (laughs) you're like, you're like, Oh, here it comes again. Right. So if someone (laughs) says to me, you know, Oh, you're bad at sports. You know, there are people who are better sports persons than you. I'd be like, okay, I don't really care about that. But then, you know, definitely when I was in high school and college or whatever, Mm-hmm. you know it would trouble me that there were people that i perceived to be smarter than me or better well, than see me this is why whatever. you got to be a science master and i'm just Ex- like a well science yes bachelor. i am now a master of science and that's, no one can dispute that so that's that's that explains the difference like that's what pushed you over that that hurdle and whereas i was like i don't need to be i don't need to master science 
yeah. I just like live the science bachelor life. Mm -hmm. So that, but you know, okay, that's the well, that's interesting. So you value it's probably like a matter of what you value the rat more. Race kind of um, <clears throat> thinking, I guess. You yeah. Know? Okay. Like I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do this because I gotta get ahead. It'll give me an advantage and all that stuff. And it's always, it's always been hard for me because people try to use that as like a motivational technique. And it yeah. Just, it's like, well, it's like showing it to me. It's just as dumb as showing your dog. Um, you put like, um, like a, 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 a giant ice cube in front of them. Mm -hmm. And you're like, do you want this giant ice cube? Do you want, and the dog's just looking at you like, what? What's even, what? Yeah. How do I, I don't need, nothing about this is interesting. It's what? <laughs> right. It's just water that I can't drink. You know, yeah. like that's how I feel when people try to use it. Mm -hmm. Anyhow, this is kind well, of. And, and I've been thinking about how people exploit this tendency um to yeah, sort of yeah. divide us right yeah well so that's what i was trying to say is that that's that's that thing that people use to divide us and they do it along different lines you know they might do it race they might do it gender they might do it sex they might do it um well i even think about this at jobs you know like performance reviews and things like that right yeah like, oh are you going to get above average are you going to get average are you going to get below average and you feel like you're competing amongst your peers and it's yeah, a way yeah. to keep you from well honestly keep from organizing yeah yeah <laughs> and the thing is that i i just had a like a breakthrough that i was like this happens like basically every generation looks at the next generation and in some way has like this I wouldn't say it's always contempt, but it's definitely like a contempt right now from yeah. towards millennials. And I thought, you know what? That's BS. And mm -hmm. I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm now deciding that I'm going to opt out out of this. I'm going to break this cycle at least See, this in, is in my thing. life. People don't realize you can opt out of things like this. You don't yeah. have to play along. You can you choose don't. not to do or believe these kinds of things. And I had this discussion and I, and I was having this discussion at work because someone brought up like, cause you know, we're everyone in my department uh, is a millennial except for someone who's a little bit older. Mm. who's like a Gen Xer, but like they were talking mm. about like the, this whole like, Oh yeah, millennials and people say this, but it's dumb. And then I was like, yeah, but, and then there's the Gen Z kids and someone's like, I don't understand them at all. And I was like, and I, it just clicked on me. I was like, they're cool as heck. Yeah. They're dope. They're awesome. They're right. Just like, they're cool. They're great. And and like well, and yeah, as soon as I, I started telling myself that, I realized like this feels really good <laughs> to right. like have a confident, uh, optimistic outlook on these people who it's like I don't I can't who 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 can make a qualified statement whether they're bad or good anyway. Like it's it's a complete right. just like well, and I want to flip. I want to go to the other side of the coin of that too and say that like Gen Z is cool, but they also have their own unique set of struggles that we sure um, don't necessarily understand, but it's our job to, you know, be empathetic about it and listen to them about it. Like they know right. about it more than we do. They're experiencing yeah, it. <laughs> you know, I think especially there's been some reporting about how a lot of them uh, struggle with socialization because they've just grown up where um, you don't necessarily go out. You just, because you're constantly in contact with all of your friends through yeah. you know any number of apps so they struggle with that and that's not something that you know older folks have had to struggle with as much because it just wasn't a thing we had to that was available you know so yeah. 
and it's very easy to sort of wave your hand and be like, oh, you know, kids, they're on their phones too much. But that ignores, you know, very real, you know, like mental health concerns. And it's very easy to take the word. Now, this I don't want to be misunderstood, but sometimes it's very easy to take the advice of experts like like, hello, Zoomer. I read an article in the New Yorker about you, and now I'm going to help you. Her, I'm an expert. I know precisely what problems plague you. <laughs> yeah, rather than like... Let me dispense some listening. of my old person wisdom. Yeah, and and like, you know, I just have decided I'm not going to do that. I don't want to be that person. I'm never yes. going to do that. I'm, and and, it's, and I, I want everyone who listens to this podcast to take... You know, like the sweat pledge? Okay. Yes. <laughs> We need this. I don't know what to call this. Please raise your right hand. But you're gonna, as you're listening to this podcast right now, I don't even care if you're driving or not. You're gonna raise your hand <laughs> and you're gonna say, "I promise to never hold Gen Z in contempt." Yeah. Okay. That's I promise it. not to do to millennials <laughs> or to Gen Z what was done to millennials. Yeah, you're just not gonna do it. Yeah, and and you're gonna try to get everyone else that you know to make this pledge too. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, I've been, yeah, there are increasingly articles about Gen Z, which um, worries That'll me. That'll happen. <laughs> and then I read them, and then there are definitely things that I'm like, I don't know about that. But it's not that, it's not for me to hold them in contempt so much as just to say, you know, they live their lives differently than I do. Yeah. They have different values than I do, you know? They're all, they're all making their, their uh, fire TikToks and whatnot. Yeah, right. I don't know. Well, I've never felt never old, mom, older than when I opened TikTok and was like, <laughs> what's happening I here? I, I was like, this is plainly not for me. Oh, <laughs> uh, so, so the, the, so that was another thing. Okay. Check that one off. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we've so contempt, this is all coming down to contempt is what it is. Yes. Another way that contempt manifests itself is in, how we think about how other people spend their money. Page three. <laughs> so you sh you shared this like uh, interesting article from Washington Post. Should I, mean, I take? Well, some you call it interesting. Content? I'm not sure that's words I would describe it with. But um, <laughs> yes, the uh, headline of this article is: If you're in debt, you don't deserve a vacation. Um, it's just wow. And. The actual article is a little bit more sensible sensible than you would believe based on the headline. Mm -hmm. um, although the columnist is on Twitter complaining that people read the, have read the headline and not the article. My response to that is maybe use a better headline next time. <laughs> that's not quite as incendiary. Yeah. But um, the, the gist of this article is that like, um, you know, if you don't have money, if you're in debt and you... Like if you go to Disney World, but you're still carrying a credit card balance or you don't have a college fund for your kids or whatever, then you should shouldn't do that. And I guess you should feel bad about mm -hmm. yourself. Um, and I made some notes about this because there's I feel like there's a um, common thing amongst people who write like personal finance stuff, right? Like everyone writes like, don't be in debt. Like that's the pretty much the widespread advice is don't be in debt. And yeah, so people I mean, just, have if you ever just considered not being poor, you're right. considered not being in debt. And a, a lot of these people, they make it basically, you know, I don't know if they explicitly express contempt for people who are in debt, but it definitely is made to feel that way that they basically hold people who are in debt 
in contempt. Um, and they do that without really thinking about why debt exists, both like on an individual level, but as a, on a societal level as well. Mm-hmm. Like, what is it about our system that creates or requires debt? And then also why it's not feasible for a lot of people to get out of debt. You know, the fact is that in America, it's not really possible to live without incurring some kind of debt if you're trying yeah. to live like the conventional American life. Like if unless, you want to own a car or you want to own a house or you want to go to college, you are probably going to have to incur some kind of debt for that. Well, see, I never went into debt to inherit my te- my home. And oh. you can do that too. Right. Just so have just a rich <laughs> parent. But I also think too that this is like, there's a lot of, you know, um, this started with like think talking about like welfare queens and stuff like that um, decades mm-hmm. ago. And whenever people bring up stuff, um, you know, welfare, <laughs> whatever like that, it, people are always surprised that people on welfare have like cable television or have refrigerators or whatever. And it's apparently <laughs> should, that like you should be forced into using a root cellar. Yeah. Apparently the idea is that if you're poor or if you're in debt, you're basically not allowed to enjoy life because um, you know, yeah. you're basically not allowed to indulge in any luxuries and luxuries are the things that make life worth living. You know, it's like, oh, you're in debt. You shouldn't be spending that money you on a movie ticket. You should be spending it on paying your bills. And it's like, why can't, why can't those people do both? Why can't they live life? You know, why can't they have a happy life? Why do they have to constantly be in service to, you know, working in service? I can't even tell you, you know, and and the debt, which is mostly owed to huge giant banks anyway. Like what, what are we really asking people to do here? I can't even tell you how this is like, this is something that I experienced so much in my life growing up because we grew up poor, you know, when my dad owned his own business. So like, you know, sometimes it was like feast or famine and you know, that comes with debt that, you know, that just happens. And, Mm. you know, there, there'd be people who are like, Oh, well you guys aren't poor enough to have cable TV. And it's like, we're not rich enough to do anything but TV as our recreation. Like, yeah, we don't have a boat to take out on the lake on weekends. You know what I mean? Like, right. (laughs) So like, it's 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 and it's all but and it's not it's not coming from a logical place of thinking it's all it's coming from contempt and it's coming they might it's, not it's coming from this rat race you, that particular person in contempt you're holding poverty in contempt and you're 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 just thinking well, well if you're in poverty you did something wrong right and if you're you're, you're able to use that and say wrong. like oh look at me clearly i've done well for myself yeah, because I can afford, you know, I can safely afford cable TV. But even people do that who are in debt. You know what I mean? Like, it, right? It's, yeah, <laughs> that's well, what's that's, it's often very it. hypocritical. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I was talking to my mom because I, I am averse to having a whole lot of. De- I mean, I own a car and I have um, student loans, but apart from yeah. that, I don't keep huge balances on credit cards or anything like that. And I was, mm-hmm. my mom and I were talking, and I was like, you know. Like, I guess I could like refinance my student loans so that the payment was really small and just stretch out the payments for like 20 years. And then maybe I could live like some of my friends who seem to be able to travel a lot more often. And she's like, or they're just running up credit card balances. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Because people don't talk about their money. Like everyone lies about how much money they make. They lie about how much money they spend and how much debt they have. It's like, 
it, there's so much. I have a theory about why we've been taught to not talk about how much we make, but uh, well, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure we can talk about it later and I'm sure I have the same idea, but the, yeah. the point is like people should be allowed to, to have complicated lives and make nuanced decisions. And that we shouldn't, I don't know, we shouldn't judge people or hold them in contempt for choosing to do. And this is really hard for me because I do honestly look at how, you know, I do, I look at how some people spend their money and I think that's insane. Like yeah. Disneyland uh, is not worth that much money. You're crazy. Right. But and I see people, I see people who are, you know, like in some of, on some of the social platforms that I'm on and they're always popping in with like new gadgets that are hundreds or thousands of dollars. And I'm like, you know, I wish that like it's, I wish that I could afford to, you know, just be buying cool stuff all the time. You know? Yeah. Wouldn't but, that be nice? <laughs> yeah. And the, and the, and the, I mean, all the assumption, like you're, like your mom was saying, the assumption that they can't afford it is also probably <laughs> right. Inaccurate. Yeah. So that gets us to the other thing that I wanted to talk about. <laughs> this is all related. See, this is all, this all ties in together. You can't right. see yeah, it. Have but listeners get your red room, yarn out. My room is completely full of red yarn and I'm trapped. <laughs> I'm in a spider's web of red yarn. <laughs> I don't need but, a chair anymore. I'm just suspended by the yarn. Yeah. I, problem solved with my chair rolling back all the time. Yeah. The, the thing is, I've de I've decided to develop this thought technology, and I need a name for it. And I think you're going to mm. help me that. If you can't, then listeners need to. But like, okay. anytime I get upset or I look at someone, I feel this contempt at someone else having it easier being spoiled. Because that's what it is. You see, you see right. these people going to Disneyland. You see these people getting these. Oh these yeah, gadgets, you go, oh, they're spoiled. Go, oh, spoiled, stupid rich people. You know, I'm I'm starting to stop and ask myself: Is this actually a decent and good thing for them that I'm only upset about because I've internalized this rationalization of late capitalism's awfulness <laughs> by telling mm. myself basically, oh well, it's, it's if you want to build, I have character you know, because I went through not having to do with this and it makes me better than them. So like anytime that happens, I need to just say like, no, is it, is it actually cool for them that they're enjoying things and things are good? Like, and that's how I'm trying to think about it. Like, I'm not trying to think of like, oh, they're missing out on an important character. They're missing out on an important, they need to suffer like right. I do so they can be good. Yeah, and being mad, I I just stop and I think, good for them, I'm, right? I'm, you know, yeah. And I don't. That um, doesn't mean I need to justify like, if they really are doing something really stupid, to just mm -hmm. pretend that it's great, you know. But I certainly don't have to look at that and and. I think and, that's just like that's just like anti envy or like jealousy cancellation, where you're yeah. like, you know what, someone else's success does not necessarily come at a cost to me. Yeah, it does. And it's not even necessarily success. It's that like, so for example, recently we were having like a, dis we're, my family, was, people were talking about um, somebody who, you know, wanted to do something and they, they, they just, they're, they already have like a, a pretty good, decent amount of money, but they asked a relative to like babysit for them so they could go do this thing. And, and it was like, it, you know, it is kind of like, well, you could just get a babysitter. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it's also right. like, well, good for them that they felt like they could ask. Like, I don't know. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. <laughs> good for them that they had that 
that and they felt like they could use it and and if not they could just pay for it like i don't know yeah uh, and it's really easy because i was like yeah that's stupid and then i just stopped right like, you know what good for them or or people who like had you know in high school got a got a they always had like a car right you know what good for them yeah <laughs> like it when it's like why do i gotta judge the reasons why can't they you know they, yeah and 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 if they are a butthead let them be a butthead because they're a butthead not because of the things that they've they've that right. life has given to them you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i don't know so that's just yeah. whatever a name for that it's like it's like this yeah i don't know maybe maybe the name for it just is like human solidarity <laughs> yeah kind you of you know what i mean like right huh not out there anti-contempt anti-contempt i was like like decontempt decontemptify decontempt decontemptifying that's what it is mm. i like decontemptifying folks we got it down. running that down to remember it now decontemptifying <laughs> <laughs> if anyone has a better name for it let us know how could they yeah. hey as much as you can say, Andrew, how could, how could how could listeners let us know what they would think about this? Uh, I don't remember our email, so that's a great question. Now, I don't want emails. Um, find us on oh. Twitter, maybe, or or um, our we have a Slack for patrons. So, like, if you forget, yeah, well, uh, Discord for yeah, or Discord. Yeah, it's not Slack anymore. We're not using Slack anymore. We're not using Slack anymore. <laughs> Um, on Twitter, we are no idea underscore show, or yeah. you can visit patreon.com slash good stuff and sign up for the Patreon, which gets you access to the good stuff discord server, uh, where we hang out and talk about things such as Ikea's, um, and <laughs> gas boys. Yeah. Uh, and so to stream cylinder exchanges. So, yeah, I'm so jealous that it works out so much better for other people. I haven't tried it yet, so I'll let you know how it goes when yeah, I have to do I it. Yeah, I want to hear. Yeah. Decontemptifying. Decontemptifying. But, like, it is solidarity, which ties into... <laughs> this last thing that we also wanted to talk about. The one-collar movement. What's the one-collar movement? Uh, well, it says that we should all go out and buy a single collar. No. Okay. No, like um, one of those roughy, ruffle things like that Shakespeare wore? No, no, like a priest collar. Oh, okay. We're all gonna look like clergymen or women. Cool. Or whatever. Clergy persons. Clergy peoples. Clergy clergy <laughs> clergy people. No, this is um so this is an article in Splinter. Um and the opening paragraph kind of gives the thesis. Does anyone following the labor movement today could be forgiven for thinking it's one dimensional? The museums are unionizing, the academics are unionizing, the media is unionizing, the political workers and nonprofit workers and tech workers are unionizing. Has organized labor become white collar? Not at all. We all wear the same collar. It's called capitalism. So what this basically Boom. argues is that, um, you know, it's it's not it's not a blue collar versus white collar thing. It's more of a, it's it's really just a class thing of rich versus poor. And the thing is, you know, there are obviously differences in wealth between blue collar, blue collar and white collar, but those differences are much smaller compared to the difference between a white collar worker and the CEO of a company. And that's the real difference, you know, CEOs, investors, people like that. 
And yeah. so, you know, it's yeah. it's like it's like, look, just because you're white collar doesn't mean that you can't or shouldn't unionize, you know, it, like you really shouldn't feel uh, like superior. Above yeah. Or you like, should like, not hold unions in contempt. Just, just because you unionize workers in contempt union. because you think that you're somehow better in a better position because you're not unionized, which doesn't make any sense to me and never has. Because it means you're more precarious position. <laughs> right. Some folks, you know, at work or whatever have tried to explain to me why it's better that we're not in a union and their logic does not ever make any sense to me. You know, and, and this has all quieted down as of late, um, given recent events that have occurred at my company, but we won't get into that. <laughs> um, it's, I mean, yeah, I, I'm not in a union job either. It was just interesting because I'm in a field where yeah, you're generally in a, they are union jobs. Are your teachers unionized or just <sighs> no, or not? No. <laughs> okay. No. So, yeah, it's, um, it is it is interesting to hear the justifications that come or the, you know, it, what's really interesting <laughs> is, is I, I don't want to say too much. I don't want to get in trouble here, but like talking to people I know who work as, you know, um, they're like maintenance people. They're like working like, you know, like repair they work in yeah. things like that you the know, conventional blue collar profession blue collar kind of stuff them. will that, that then they're not union they adopt these really right-wing talking points but i've learned that i that if i talk to them about these issues in these very basic terms without using um like definitive terms like yeah, unions like or things like that partisan explicitly I, partisan kinds of language right if i just talk about it like in situational you know they get behind these ideas so quick and then yeah and they, and they have these like this look in their eyes like oh why haven't i ever yeah why don't we talk about it like this like you know i will bring right. it up like well you know it's like you know there's they're a different class than us. Like, right. And that's what's going on here. You know, I'll like, and I won't use it in those terms, but I'll find a way to explain it. Like, well, that group of people does this and this group does this and this. And, and they, they instinctually get it, you know? Right. But, but as soon as well, you, and that's been the great success of what they've heard news. from Fox news or talk radio or Infowars or something, then it's like, you can't have a discussion because it's, everything is based on like, oh, well, let me shoot this meme at you. <laughs> right. The great success of Fox, Fox News has been to basically say, you know, your suspicions that you are being ripped off or mistreated um, are correct, but, um, you know, they sort of misdirect who who's actually responsible for that. It's the doctors that made you sick. <laughs> right. It's the, it's the liberals, it's the elites, it's the Eat government. Powders. It's, not, it's not your bosses, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And and this also dovetails. This is the thing too: is that you know, there's a lot of organized PR campaigns of, against unions, and so yeah. if and when you hear like anti-union talking points, you should consider, you know, the Why? source and investigate it. For and, what? That's what we talked about last time. For who? Right. <laughs> yeah. This is bad. Yeah, unions who? are bad for who? <laughs> like, you know, I don't know. Do you have to pay union dues? Sure, but like, what do you get for that? You know, 
Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's very, it's all very interesting. And it all comes down to this whole, this whole contempt thing. And if you can switch someone over from a contempt mindset or a contempt lens, right? Mm -hmm. So viewing the world through who do I have contempt for right. to a lens of solidarity. Who, who am I above? <laughs> You know, who am I with? Because because I was literally having this discussion, this kind of discussion with someone who is um, a maintenance worker and I'm in in IT. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he he was cracking some jokes about, oh, yeah, like, you know, you you, uh, you know, uh, soft handed IT kind of, you know, like something like that, which is, <laughs> you know, kind of funny because and I was like. Mm -hmm. Smooth brained IT people. <laughs> no, he's like, you know, you little sissy, you guys just sit around all day and you yeah. know, play play computer games. We, You're we like, listen, I lift large printers. <laughs> and, you don't even understand how many toner cartridges I can balance. Um <laughs> but but I, I was like, we're we're way more you and I are way more similar. Yeah, and you and them, and you and them, and you and them. Like, I would say you guys are both in the minds, as it were, and ultimately yeah. it's management that's standing up above you with a clipboard. Right, like we we're doing different things in the mines, but we basically are both paid mine wages. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like it's we're in we're definitely in the same. And it's funny because when I said that, he was like, "Whoa!" It was like I could just tell like this giant light bulb went off. You know what yeah. I mean? It, it was right. I, I don't know. It's very interesting. And so I think like if we can get into into the habit of like turning contempt towards solidarity, then like we can kind of start to unwind some of that stuff. And it mm -hmm. and it has to start with those of us who like recognize this, those of us who realize like what's going on. And just like I said earlier, like refusing to have that contempt, like refusing to like right. look at other generations or other people and like I mean, even even looking at like, you know, the people who are dominating you or <laughs> who are making your life hard, like yeah. don't think of them in simply a contemptuous way. Like mm -hmm. think of them in a complex way and try to figure out like, well, why, why, why do they feel like this? They feel right. like they feel like it because they're in the same system where crap runs downhill. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, it's so, easy. Yeah, it's easy to demonize managers even as well. But, yeah. you know, they're still on the, you know, they're still on a spectrum, too. It's not a there's not a clear cut divide, I would say. In the system, every every everybody's got a boss. Right. And someone who can make their life miserable, you know, and everyone's trying to avoid that. <laughs> but I think we can all agree that ultimately it's all George Soros's fault. Yeah. I have no idea what I'm doing I was not prepared for this I'm trying and I'm learning Thank you for your patience There's so many mistakes I have already made But I'm working to be better day by day And I think I'm gonna make it But for now I'll say I have no idea what I'm doing what I'm doing